Hello, welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley, and this week we're going to be we're doing a lot actually, but we're mainly <laughs> we're mainly previewing New Japan Wrestle Kingdom, which is this Wednesday. Uh I will probably be live tweeting that. Same. I, I'm gonna try. I'm either gonna stay awake to watch it because it's on at 3 a.m. my time. And I think 3 a.m. Haley's time. I think we're in this, yeah. Um or I'm gonna like get up at like 2 a.m. like make a latte. I don't know, but I'll do that. Uh, we're also gonna be talking about Mercedes and Naomi, who a new appeared. edition. Happy New Year to us! I know what a wild turn of events. Like this entire time, I've been like, yeah, Mercedes. I love Mercedes, but like in the back of my mind, I've been like, oh, but like, where's Naomi? Like if Naomi goes back to to WWE alone, that's cool. Uh, and I would be happy for her, but like the fact that we got no Naomi news was upsetting <laughs> until today. No, yeah. and I felt the same. Like I feel like everybody has been so like gung ho about Mercedes, which rightfully so. I mean, there's a lot of speculation and things that are going around right now in the wrestling world with her. But I feel like people are forgetting that Naomi is there, and I'm just as excited to see what she does. We'll get into everything mm-hmm. that we've heard so far. Um, but I'm excited. The new year seems very promising so far. Yeah. So like I said, we have a lot to sort of get through on this show. We're going to keep it all sort of focused on Wrestle Kingdom and Sasha and Naomi and all that sort of stuff. I am still a little sick. If my voice is annoying, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, that's, we're just going to have to deal with it. Okay. Um, and also, what was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say. I had something else. I was, oh, Super Chats. Oh, if you want your question, your comment, your statements, I don't know, whatever else you got going on, all that jazz. If you want that read uh, on the show, submit a super chat, and we'll read every single super chat. And also, chat rules. (laughs) Um, If you have nothing nice to say in our chat, please just don't say anything. I feel blocked, so I feel I feel like that's fair of of me to say. So, all that being said. Welcome to Tag Talk. We are super excited to have you guys here this week. Um, we don't normally talk a whole lot about New Japan on this show. Um, we've done a couple things. I know over the summer we did a show, but we we aren't like yeah we haven't done a lot of on uh, New Japan no. But it's a bit oh well we got a dad joke so oh. okay so Ryan always submits these dad jokes. Uh, in the super chat. So here we go. What dog keeps the best time? What dog keeps the best time? Yeah. The watchdog? Yep. Ryan, get better at it. She got yeah, it. Ryan, what the heck? So bad. So bad. But <laughs> uh, I feel like we should just. I feel like, hmm, let's talk about Naomi and Mercedes first because I feel like that's. Like the elephant in the room. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get through. We just spent the last like three minutes hyping it up. Like I feel like we should just. I know. Okay, so basically, to catch people up to speed, maybe you aren't aware, but it's a foregone conclusion. It's not confirmed. Like she has, there's no official statement, but Mercedes is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. That's the rumor. The the inside tea. Uh, I don't know. Nobody knows what she's doing. Like, there's no consensus on if she's going to wrestle in New Japan, if she's just there for funsies. Who knows? But 
this morning, uh, Mike Johnson at Pro Wrestling Insider posted that Naomi is also in Japan. Now, she could just be in Japan to, like, support Mercedes and be her friend. And this could be cool. nothing at all. But... It could be nothing at all, but on the off chance that Trinity slash Naomi is in Japan for wrestling reasons, how cool is that? I think that that's super cool. Um, we were talking about this when we were texting earlier when it first came up. <laughs> because we were talking about what we wanted to do for the show. And Kylie had said, like, oh, let's just spend a little bit of time on Mercedes and stuff. Because we do uh, give updates, you know, occasionally. But then, like, two minutes later, the report dropped. And she was like, Naomi's in Japan. Naomi's in Japan. <laughs> and so we were like, oh, well, now we have to, like, have, like, a whole section about this. Um, but I do think that her style um, meshes really well with Joshi no. Wrestling. Um, and who doesn't want to see that? You know, I feel like there's so many dream matches. Uh, we haven't seen a ton of, uh, Naomi outside of, like, the WWE style mm-hmm. of wrestling, you know? Like, that's just what she's always done. So, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, if she does wrestle wherever. Um, I'm excited to see kind of what we get out of that, you know? Yeah, because... You know, Sasha became, or Mercedes, my apologies, became a free agent on the first of the year. Like, that was her condition for her release, uh, mm-hmm. apparently, when she was released from WWE. Um, but, like, we haven't heard anything about Naomi, and that kind of sucks because they were a tag team, and they walked out specifically because of issues with their tag team booking and their around the tag titles and all that sort of stuff, which is kind of ironic that the women's tag titles have, like, become what they are in WWE in their absence. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else on that, but draw the conclusions you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mercedes has always been kind of like the focus of all these rumors and all this stuff, because I think to a lot of people, Mercedes is a generational performer. They're always curious to see what she's going to do outside of WWE because she, ha- like, creatively and athletically, I think a lot of people agree you know, Japanese promotions are ahead of the game compared to WWE. I think the WWE style is sort of, it is what it is. It's entertaining, but I think um, working in Japan is a new environment. It's completely different. Um, So I'm excited about that. But like Naomi, like you said, has gotten kind of like lost in the shuffle a little bit. So I, I, I don't know if Naomi's wrestling in Japan. I'm not going to say Naomi's wrestling in Japan or in AEW. Or an impact. We have no idea. Like, this just came out. But I do think Naomi would be a great fit for Japan. I do, too. And before, oh. Hold on. Before you do that, we have another dad joke super chat from oh. Ryan. Where do dogs hate to shop? Do dogs hate to shop? Yeah. The flea market. That was a good one. That was actually good. That was a good one. I will give you points for that. (laughs) Is this because of the Golden Retriever German Shepherd (laughs) tweets? Oh, man. I guess so. I guess we're just dogs now. I mean, never mind. (laughs) But back to what I was saying. We were talking about this earlier, too. But I had said... um, I do think it's interesting that if, and we don't know, but if they are going to wrestle in other places together or whatever, I find it interesting 
that, you know, they're still keeping with that, you know? I think that's very wholesome. Yeah, and, like, I'm not sure um, if they're going to stay a tag team. Like, stardom, of course, there's – people are talking about this all over Twitter. uh, Tag teams in stardom that they could face. I don't – again, I don't know. But AEW doesn't really have that. So, it is what it is. But I would like to see them if Naomi or Trinity – isn't going back to WWE. I would like to see them stay together. Like, I think there's something really special there. And I think it's been really fun to see uh, while they're outside of WWE, both of them working on um, modeling and acting and like dancing and all this sort of stuff, like Hollywood marketable stuff. I think that's been a lot of fun. And I do agree with a lot of people that them walking out while you can debate professionalism, whatever, which I totally disagree with. I think this was like, totally the right move for them. Um, I think it was a good choice too, because their stock has risen outside of WWE. I think they've become really desirable free agents. And I also think Mercedes in particular, but also Trinity, um, like for Hollywood and like jobs, like non-wrestling jobs. I think that's really, really important. And I think that's something AEW would really like, but also I think Japanese promotions trying to branch into the West. I think they would really like that too. No, I agree. And especially with uh, Mercedes talking about, I think it was on that live that she did with Bailey. Um, I think she was talking about starting like a clothing line and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that's also interesting, you know? Um, I, I do think that they're very marketable talents. Um, and I'm just interested to see how this year goes for them. Um, you know, there's that big stardom show in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see Mercedes there facing Kyrie for the um, women's championship? Who knows? Um, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, the New Japan stardom relationship has been really interesting for women's wrestling. Um, I think there are a lot of people in the West who do like stardom and they like TJPW and all these Joshi promotions. But I do think, and I, you know, I think this might be a little controversial. I think there's a lot of fans who only started paying attention when the relationship with New Japan was formed, when Bushi Road bought Stardom. Um, Whatever the reasons for that aside, I think it's been really good for Stardom. And I can really see Stardom sort of capitalizing on that with someone like Mercedes, but also Trinity. I've always been such a big Naomi fan. I think she's always been super, super underrated. So And, like, there's people in the chat talking about Soraya's mystery partner. I don't know. Like, for the longest time, I was so, so sure that uh, Mercedes was going back to WWE. I was like, she's just going to, you know, get paid more. And that'll be that. Like, negotiate a pay raise, whatever. Uh, But the fact that they haven't said who Soraya's partner is yet. Like, and there's been really no actual clues. Like, there's been no, like, with CM Punk there were, like, a ton of clues. Like, people well, were... Even on commentary, I think they were, like, oh, we can start talking about it after, like, January 4th or whatever. And so, like, that was ringing alarm bells in people's heads because that's yeah. Kingdom Day. And if... Maybe this is my bold prediction. This is my... This is a prediction, okay? This is my opinion. If they don't say who it is this week, on this week's Dynamite, which is in Seattle, I think. If they don't say who it is or give a clue that it's someone like Thunder Rosa or Tony Storm or whatever. I think it's a pretty safe bet. 
And I don't think, I don't know if that means she signs with AEW. I don't know if that means Trinity's coming to AEW. Like, there's so many different variables here. But the fact that they're hyping it up and they haven't, you know, done anything to dissuade this Mercedes talk, that's, like, really promising to me. Well, and I think, too, when Tony Khan did uh, the interview with Grapsity, um, and they were asking him about it, and he wouldn't confirm or deny anything, obviously. But, like, even, like, Tony Storm and, like, all of the stuff, because everybody thought when Tony Storm came back, like, oh, she's the mystery partner, whatever. But that was never confirmed. Nobody ever said that. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting because Soraya and Sasha Mercedes, of course, have that um, that relationship, that history together. So that would be really interesting to see them play on. Um, it's just really interesting to me because Trinity, whenever it was, posted that picture with uh, Jade at whatever game yeah. it was. So it was the basketball game. I don't know the team it was. So, like, that got people talking a little bit. But, like, yeah. today with this uh, Mike Johnson report, a lot of people are saying, like, okay, this is real now you know, Mercedes is going to be probably at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm, like, struggling so hard not to say, like, absolutes because there still is no confirmation that she's going to be there. Like, they haven't denied it. I mean, like, like, she's in Japan, but, like, she could just, you know... She could just be there. there. Yeah. And there's been, like, no, um, you know, official reports that she's actually going to, like, wrestle or be on the show in some capacity like she could just be going to wrestle kingdom to watch like you don't know so I feel like i think if she does show up on the show it'll be after the women's title match and she'll probably challenge for the title i feel like they'd want to have her on the mic too and maybe set out like an official challenge i don't know we don't know we got a super chat from the pro wrestling podcast oh snap it's tag talk it is tag talk and we are talking about probably, you know, the hottest women's tag team right now. If they are still going to be a tag team, I don't know. But listen, Mercedes and Trinity, they've done, what they've done has been incredible to see because not a lot of people leave WWE and don't wrestle. And their stock as wrestling free agents, like, continues to rise and rise and rise. And these two did it. And it's, I don't know, as, you know, they're a tag team, they're a women's tag team, and as a woman, I'm like, I I think it just hits personally for me. Well, and I feel like it's set such a precedent for people to, um, you know, the Mandy situation is different. But I do feel like, you know, she realized that she could make more money outside of WWE. She is. um, Great for her. And I feel like a lot more people are going to start to kind of, like, think about that before resigning and such you know you know i mean no i i 100% agree and i think i don't know i'm just so excited and i i was thinking about it this morning uh aw doesn't have a women's tag team division like the only like tag team division um in like in america that I got to phrase this like very carefully because I know people are going to think this is an intentional WWE roast and it really isn't, but it's impact. I think impacts knockout division is really strong. And in terms of like women's tag team wrestling, I think they put on a lot of great matches, but I do think 
Mercedes and Trinity are kind of like bigger. I don't think Impact could afford <laughs> Trinity and Mercedes. And that's not a hit at Impact. It isn't. And like, I know, like choosing my words very carefully because I do love Impact. And I also don't want this to be like me roasting WWE because I I don't want to make this about WWE. I want to make this about, you know, Mercedes and Trinity. Uh, but like, the, with when you put factor in Japan, and also uh, you talked about the Bailey Instagram live on that live, uh, Mercedes talked about how much she loved training in Mexico and how much she like felt like Mexico was her home. Like she learned a lot about wrestling, a lot about herself, all these things. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her, you know, take bookings in Mexico. Like a- after the first of the year, she's free by all reports to take whatever wrestling booking she wants. Uh, you know, the AEW AAA relationship is apparently, like, on the rocks. But that doesn't mean... <laughs> that doesn't I mean, going to save it. It's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. Like, you have Ty and Sammy getting stripped of their belts. And, like, there's apparently these reports that, like, they only want Kenny Omega and, like, whatever. But that being said, I want, like, a Sasha... I keep... Mercedes. It's a Mercedes. Mercedes and Trinity World Tour. I want them to hit all the highlights. Um, breaking news, Tap Talk Trash's Impact. No, we really didn't, though. No, I love Impact. I Listen, Hard to Kill is coming up. We're going to be talking about Hard to Kill. Yeah. So, <laughs> we do not hate Impact by any means. <laughs> and, like, granted, we haven't, we don't talk about Impact that much on here. But, we do watch a lot of Impact, and we love Impact. Maybe we should. Maybe 2023, that's our resolution. Okay. To talk more about Impact. Perfect. Because apparently we have a whole hidden New Japan audience. That I love we- that. And we- <laughs> we're we 18 minutes in, and we haven't even started talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Then we are talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Mercedes I mean, like, Wrestle main- Kingdom. Like, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. Um, I'm... I'm super excited for Wrestle Kingdom, not just because of Mercedes. Um, she's a big reason why. And I hope that a lot of like the Sasha Banks stands from Twitter, I hope they go and they watch. Because uh, one, because I think Mercedes like proving that she can draw outside of WWE. I think that's really important for her. And two, because I think New Japan deserves it. Yeah. I think New Japan has done a lot of really, really great stuff in you know, trying to recover from the pandemic and, you know, all the, the elite leaving and all the stuff. And I think they really deserve to have a dedicated fan base, like those that follow Mercedes around the world. So I agree. And looking at the Wrestle Kingdom card, I mean, it has a lot of great matches. And for me, this has felt like the first, like, Wrestle Kingdom that I've been, like, super excited mm-hmm. to stay up and watch in a while. Yeah, I I was thinking about it and like I'm trying to I watched 2018 live, but I don't re- I don't remember like 2019 probably not. I probably didn't watch that live. I probably watched that the next day. But regardless, I'm super excited for the show and I hope I hope a lot of you are too because I have the card up and I feel like we can move into our Wrestle Kingdom discussion. Personally, podcast says, I can't wait for the Kenny Omega talk. Ooh. So let's start there. Okay. So Kenny Omega is making his New Japan return at Wrestle Kingdom, which we'd love to see. 
against Will Ospreay, which we don't love to see here on Tech Talk, but that's fine. I'll take it. It's been like years in the making at this match. Um, I I'm excited for this match. I am worried though because I think Wrestle Kingdom. I think Kenny Omega in New Japan, but specifically Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, is a lunatic. And I am looking forward to the end of this best of seven in AEW. And if something happens and I don't get the end of the best of seven, I'm going to be very upset. And I will blame Will Ospreay. Period. (laughs) I mean, that is next week. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he stays uh, okay enough to compete in that match. But I'm excited to see the gear, too. Um, his Wrestle Kingdom looks are always top notch, and oh, yeah. I just I'm so excited. Yeah, and I think this feud is really interesting because in all the interviews that Kenny has done, um, they've asked him about like his relationship with New Japan, and they're like not shying away from like how horribly the relationship between Kenny Omega and New Japan kind of fell apart when he left for AW, and like all that resentment and all that sort of stuff that New Japan held. And can you make a called New Japan like his disappointing little child? <laughs> which I was like, oof. Like I, so, and I did like in that interview, which it's probably on New Japan's YouTube if someone wants to go watch it, they haven't seen it. He wore that necklace he used to wear at Impact when he no. was. No. I, I love that. Uh, the, like the heel Kenny Omega, like I'm a pretentious jerk look. Um, and I love how he like purposely like unbuttoned it too, so you could see that he was. He's like, it. "Look, storytelling," <laughs> which has made me like that interview has made me more excited for this match because I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm not a Will Osprey fan. I will take every opportunity to say that. I had no um, idea. Uh, and I think, I mean, I I don't care how this match ends. I don't know who's gonna win. I and I genuinely just don't care. But I think the story. <laughs> I think the story of Will Ospreay, like, being in New Japan, being an annoying little twit, and trying to be Kenny Omega, while New Japan, like, goes down the tubes because, you know, not necessarily because of Will Ospreay, but, like, world events and things were happening too, but in kayfabe, it's because of Will Ospreay, uh, going down the tubes, and Kenny Omega coming back and being so disappointed by what he found, and, you know, returning to his best ballot machine roots. I'm excited for it. And I do think his hair on Dynamite, like, he looked like New Japan Kenny Omega. It was very cleaner Kenny. Um, And I just want to say, now you know you don't care because you know Osprey is going to win. And it's going to bother you so much. (laughs) And that's why you don't care. If Kenny, if you thought Kenny was going to win, you'd be like, this would be a different conversation. I mean, if I was booking the show, Kenny would win. Yeah, of course. But I'm not. I'm, for some reason, I'm not booking the show. Um, but, you know, next time I am booking the show, Kenny will win. Uh, we have a super chat. Uh says, place your bets on what Abushi tributes will happen during Omega Osprey. Listen, this Abushi stuff. Let's talk about Golden Lovers. Oh, my gosh. What is going on? So, like, so, Okay. Let's break down this week. So on Dynamite, Kenny Omega is wearing a Kota Ibushi uh, shirt that I'm wearing an Okada shirt, by the way. Um, but he's wearing the Kota Ibushi shirt that he won at an auction and like talked about in like that Golden Lovers yeah. video that New Japan did all way back. Um, 
and he's wearing it and it's like clearly abushi like it's abushi's body like it's not i tweeted it if you guys don't know yeah you can't mistake it like you can't it's clearly abushi um and then you have abushi talking like all these cryptic tweets and like posting the the first second third or fourth yeah like abushi but like you do you all of the above yeah um and then he's posting uh pictures with uh and like 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 building that bridge i guess i don't know it's really weird to me because not that i never thought abushi would go to aew because i thought eventually new japan and aw will fix their relationship and then that's how we get abushi but like abushi falling out with new japan wasn't on my bingo card and now kenny's like back with new japan and that wasn't like really on my bingo card so like the golden lovers dynamic now is really weird (laughs) I don't know. It is, but I'm excited to see uh, how it plays out, especially at Wrestle Kingdom. We're we're gonna get something. I I have no idea what, but we're gonna get something, and I'm excited for it. Yes, I'm super excited. Like I I'm not sure where Abushi stands with New Japan, so I don't know how big an Abushi tribute could be. I do think um, Kenny does love to do his little callbacks to his matches with Abushi. So probably get something like that. Um, but as far as like Abushi in AEW, a lot of people have been asking me about that, and I genuinely have no idea. I think Abushi in AEW would be interesting because of all the stuff they did to set up Hangman as like this eternal rival of Kenny Omega in AEW, and now you have Abushi who is that? He's like Kenny's rival. He's Kenny's partner. He's all these things, and. When, you know, they had left, and that's a big part of the Osprey story, is when they left New Japan, apparently, Abushi was too injured to say goodbye, and they just left Japan without saying goodbye to him, because that's what you do, I guess. Um, But I don't know, like, is there resentment there? Like, and looking back at the Hangman story, like, the feelings that Matt Jackson, he's, you know, very insecure. He's always... You know, he doesn't trust all these people because he thinks Kenny is, like, his best friend. So, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I'm excited for it, though. And I I don't know. I feel like the Osprey stuff, like, uh, aside from that, like, it's coming full circle. But I feel like the elephant in the room is, like, the Golden Elite and the Golden Lovers and, like, that mm-hmm. coming full circle for the last time and I'm just excited to see how that kind of plays out this year um I don't know yeah and I think that I think they really do have to like work hard to make it happen because someone said on Twitter like Kenny Omega's almost 40 yeah Kenny Omega's almost 40 and Abushi's already there like so they wanted to retire at 40 so we're yeah, they're on the tail end of their career so if like this is gonna happen it needs to happen I think this year like so, um, you know the young bucks are still young, and Hangman is still young. But I mean, Nick Jackson is like thirty three. He's like he's a baby. Matt's getting up there though. Don't. But he looks young. He's young at heart. So the young bucks for life, you know. Young bucks for life. Um, but yeah, I do think, it, like the intentional bushy teases. I think if not AEW, then maybe in like. DDT or something like they'll make something happen I don't know but I don't think Kenny Omega wears a blatant Abushi shirt 
on AEW Dynamite if AEW wasn't okay with that. That's true. That's my conclusion. But back to Omega, Osprey. It's going to be a good match. Yeah. They're both athletic. It is what it is. Um, I, I'd be lying if I said I, I wouldn't rather have Omega J White, but that's fine. Listen, Kenny Omega is the only person that could get us to stay up into the wee hours of the morning to watch a match with him and Will Ospreay. <laughs> so true. The only person. People watching Tad Talk for the first time are like, wow, they really hate Will Ospreay. And you know what? You're I'm right. less of a hater than she is, but yeah, you know. It is what it is. It's okay. I was going to tell a horrible story, but it would implicate a lot of my friends in my Will Ospreay hate. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I mentioned Jay White, and I just want to say Jay White Okada is going to be good. It's mm-hmm. Jay White and Okada. Uh, I think the IWGP World Heavyweight title picture, though, like since they merged the belt and they made this ugly belt, uh, like it's been so it's been so weird for New Japan. Like I feel like their world title picture is their weakness, and I think they have to fix it here. And like as much as I love Okada, I feel they need to go in on Jay White. And, like, I, I think they've been has like, I don't think they put their full weight behind Jay White as world champion. And I would like to see that happen and really, like, position him as the guy. Um, but Okada's always been lurking. He's, like, there. And I love Okada. But, like, Okada can't always be your champ when, you're, when your title picture is struggling. And I think they've really relied on Okada to be that. So I'm rooting for Jay White. I am too, and I was watching True Heel Heat uh, earlier, and SP3, mm-hmm. they were doing their, like, Wrestle Kingdom predictions, and SP3, uh, shout out to SP3, brought up a good point about Jay White and Okada, and how Jay White can beat Okada for the championship, but, like, when it comes to defending it against Okada is really when he starts to kind of falter a little bit, so I think that that's yeah. going to be interesting. I would like to see Jay White win here, though. I do think he needs it, too. Um, if you're going to make him the top guy, make him the top guy. Push him to the moon. Um, in my opinion, he's one of the top heels in wrestling right now. Capitalize on that. I 100% agree. I, I'm i excited for it because it's Jay White Okada. It's going to be good. But, like, it's, like I said, New Japan, like, this whole area of their card is weird. Speaking of weird things... Honda <laughs> and Carl Anderson. I mean, uh, we know how this is going to go. But sh- strange. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Gorillas at Destiny have been weird. Or, like, since they broke off from the Blood Club and, like, have been their own entity. I don't know. I'm not really vibing with them. And this Carl Anderson stuff is bizarre. <laughs> it, it really is. So weird. Uh, I don't know. I, mm, this is a match where I'm like, eh, you know, like, I feel like we know how it's going to go. It is what it is. But I'm just, it's, I don't know. It, it just is what it is. I don't know what to say. I mean, I love Tama Tonga. I, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I love Tama Tonga. <laughs> if we started, it would go into a whole WWE thing, and that's not what the show is about, so. <laughs> Yeah, I have thoughts and feelings, but I, I'm just going down the card. Um, there's like also two six man matches 
Yeah. It is what it is. But this match, I'm kind of interested to see what you have to say about it. So it's New Japan World TV Championship, which don't know why it's here. But <laughs> Ren Narita versus Zack Sabre Jr. So I let me position this. So Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson is the dream match, right? You know, Brian Danielson, he's in his hometown, Seattle, AEW, doing a match. It was Tony Nese, right? Tony Nese. Going to be good. Going to have a good time. It is what it is. When are we getting Zack Sabre Jr. Brian Danielson? And why is is, the, is Zack Sabre Jr. in this world, in New Japan World TV Championship match? I don't know, man. I Like... I feel like everybody was shooting for that at Forbidden Door, and it didn't happen. So I'm shooting for that at Forbidden Door 2. Um, make that match happen, because we don't have Brian Danielson forever either. Um, so we need to get these dream matches going. You know? and, well, it's, and I understand New Japan making this TV title because, you know, they're, they have New Japan strong. They're really pushing New Japan world, which still yeah. doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> That's so bad. Um, <laughs> That's it. Um, but it's just, these two, it's so weird to have them in this spot. But I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Zack Sabre Jr. as a champion is always, that's who I'm picking to win. It's always great. And I would love to see him, you know, going into 2023, maybe in the next Forbidden Door, if we do another Forbidden Door, showing up as TV champion on maybe AEW and challenging Danielson for that. I don't know. Um, New Japan is just a weird, a weird time to make this belt. <laughs> It, it is a little bit weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. It's going to be a good match, though. And that's all that matters to me. So, I mean, I don't want to, like, dwell on these six-man matches too long. Because New Japan loves that they're good old random six-man matches. They do. Uh, but we have Keiji Muto's last New Japan match. Yeah. Uh, it's Muto, Tanahashi, and Shota Umino, who is Shooter, if you don't know, uh, versus L.I.J., this is so random to me. I, I feel like because you have Tanahashi and Umino like in a tag match, like why why don't we have them in a singles match? Like I don't know. It, it's strange to me. New Japan's um, love of Shota Umino, though. Can I say I'm so here for it? They he got over as a young lion. And ever since, because of Moxley, not because he was, like, a standout young lion. He could have been, I don't know. But And ever since then, New Japan has been, like, Shota Umino. That's the dude. And you know what? Yeah, he's the dude. He's cool. I don't know. I think this is going to be interesting. Um, yeah. Six-man matches are always chaotic to me. Um, and this one is strange, but I'm intrigued in a weird way. Um, but I think that we will see um, Umino and Tanahashi and Muto get the win here. Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. I think it's weird because with Suzuki Goon, you know, disappearing, they dissolve Suzuki, <laughs> Suzuki Goon. I think it puts LIJ in a weird spot um, because, you know, Bullet Club has kind of faded from popularity yeah. in a lot of eyes, but LIJ has always been able to generate that support, mainly because of Naito. <laughs> because people love Naito. But um, I don't know. LIJ, and of course it's Naito, Sonata, and Bushi, if anyone was wondering, representing LIJ in this match. Um, ever since Naito sort of fell out of the title picture with Jay White Okada and Ibushi, 
that would do if anyone remembers that. Um, it's been kind of floating, and like I want to see New Japan really do something with them, and also with the Bullet Club. Like I remember last year in the G One, everyone was like, "There's so many Bullet Club members here. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's Bullet. We're building Bullet Club Lij that rivalry again, and it's the it's not really there yet, or again I should say so." Pro Wrestling Podcast with a super chat says, I'm intrigued in a weird way is my life's motto. Same. <laughs> That's my motto for this this Wrestle Kingdom. I'm intrigued yeah. in a weird way. Like, I feel like New Japan knows they're going to get a lot of eyes because of Omega, because of, you know, the Mercedes stuff, and they're really trying to get their, like, young guys on the card. As they uh, should. As they should. I mean, you shouldn't keep them away just because, you know, <laughs> Omega's there and it's going to take all this time in his, you know, legendary singles matches. But uh, speaking of young guys, I'm super excited for this one. And I know a lot of other people are really excited for it, but I want to know what you think. So we have the Junior Heavyweight Championship, which is always a good time. It's Ishimori, Takahashi, El Desperado, and Wato. So I'm picking El Desperado. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say, because I think El Desperado has, and if you've kept up on New Japan, he's kind of been like almost ready, but like they've kind of really simmered the junior heavyweight division as a whole. Um, but like in my experience, like the, with New Japan, especially like 2015, the junior heavyweights have always been super popular. And I would like to see them really, I would like to see a title change here because I think one, it would spark interest. And two, I think it would, uh, one, I think El Desperado deserves it. Uh, not that I hate Ishimori, but I think, I don't know, a little bit of spice, a little bit of flavor. Yeah, why not, you know? I do, there are a lot of titles on this card, and yeah. I don't know how many title changes that we're really going to see, but I think that, that would be interesting, too. Um, I feel like there's a couple that are, like, definite changes. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I would like to see something different here. Yeah, and uh, Takahashi is another one who is going to shine in this match because it's the junior heavyweight title match, and it's Takahashi. Uh, and New Japan have always been really high on him. Uh, and I think to a, a lot of like the Western audience, at least used to, really love Takahashi. So I think him being here is good. Um, it being a four-way, like a four-way for the junior heavyweight is going to be chaos. And it's going to be fun. There's going to be high spots. There's going to be fast speed, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's good booking. It's a good spot for that. I think, at least. Yeah. Uh, let me... Let's. Okay. Let's stick with the juniors. The card is, like, not in a good order on the initial <laughs> website. Sorry, I'm scrolling. Um, the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, which I didn't know this match was happening until we went live. Like right she really she went and looked at the card and she was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, Leo Rush and Yo are here. But okay, so it's Leo Rush and Yo uh challenging for the junior heavyweight tag titles against TJP and Akira. Um <sighs> I'm I'm not a, I don't like <laughs> I'm trying to be like not problematic, but listen, I'm not a fan of the junior uh, heavyweight tag team division, like what it is post young bucks. Like when the young bucks went and they moved up to heavyweights and had the good feed with the golden lovers and all that stuff. I haven't really been invested in the junior heavyweight tag division. And I don't think new Japan has either. And I think this is evidence of that. 
uh, I don't know. Um, I think Leo Rush and Yo <laughs> have been getting a really big push um, coming out yeah. of the tournament and things. And um, I feel like they're going to even up their um, matches here. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see them take the titles. Um, it is a bit... I don't know. Again, I'm intrigued. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I... They really do love to put their eggs in the chaos basket. Which, yeah. fair enough, Okada. Like, that pays off. Um, and I do like Yo. Yeah. I I think Yo is really talented. But, like... Maybe I'm just not interested in this match because TJP is in it. <laughs> Maybe that's me. Uh, we got a super chat from Mike from Indeed, a good friend of the show. He says, can't wait to ruin my sleep schedule for Wrestle Kingdom 17. So true. Keep up the great work. You're two of my favorites, and I'm always happy to catch a live episode. We are always happy to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know if you just got here, but we're talking about the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Division. Uh, I'm just not a big TJP fan, and so I would like to see Rush and Yo take the titles here. And I think... um, you know, we talk, we've been talking this whole show about there's going to be a lot of, you know, Western eyes on this show. Not that New Japan should book for a Western audience. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But if they're going to continue their Western expansion and capitalize on that, Leo Rush is a good guy for that. I think people love Leo Rush, no matter if you think he's... I don't want to talk about retirement, prob- whatever. But I think he always gets over with the audience. So I would like to see Leo Rush in New Japan doing something fun and meaningful and not... Um, just wasting away on New Japan Strong. I agree. I'm with you. Which, which I, I have to clarify. I like New Japan Strong, but <laughs> they have a good. I mean, there's good matches on it sometimes, but like it's kind of like it's not on good TV network. Like it's not in a good spot. Like it's most times it's just there to get raps. It's like, eh. but I mean, clearly it's working for New Japan because they're getting they're doing a TV title and all this stuff, but. Moving on to another six man. Boy, <laughs> you love these six man matches, guys. Like, but like anyway, make sure we get everybody on this card, no matter what. And then, well, and this is kind of an important one. It's the Antonio Inoki Memorial match, which I think is like sweet, and I think it's important that he's remembered. Um, but we have Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe versus Tatsumi Fujinami, Tiger Mask, and Suzuki. <laughs> <sighs> Crazy lineup. Um, I don't know. Lots of uh, legends here. So that's yeah. exciting. Um, who do you got? Who's your pick? I think Fujinami, Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. Because oh. I think coming out of like the dissolution of Suzuki Goon, I think um, so, well, like people, well, one, people like Suzuki. And also, I think Antonio Inoki Memorial Match, like, that's giving me Suzuki vibes. Like, Antonio Inoki, Suzuki, like, in terms of wrestling, like, kind of similar. I mean, I don't know if New Japan is thinking along those lines. (laughs) I think it doesn't really matter at the end of the day who wins this one. I think it's going to be a great tribute to a wrestling legend. I think that's what it's there for. I think we'll see some good sportsmanship, like, good, wholesome you know, strong style. Stiff it. Stiff. <laughs> uh, brutal. Yeah. A good tribute to the strong style. Uh, 
I it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I agree. But I'm not I'm not gonna knock it because I think having these six in this match is like it's a heart a heartwarming moment, and it's it's for it's for an audience that really loves Japanese wrestling. So, oh okay okay we did that we did that okay we're, we're finally the big in the room. What is what? FTR. I just said we're finally to FTR. Oh, I didn't hear that. I was like, this whole time I've been sitting here, I'm like, wow, we still haven't talked about FTR. We still aren't talking about FTR. Like she loves it. Well, I wanted to save. I wanted to save the uh, women's title match and FTR for last. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, but like, let's do the women's title match first because we talked all that about Mercedes and we didn't talk about the women's title match. Okay. Um. So it's Kyrie versus uh, Tam Nakano. Which is going to be a great match. I think it's oh, really yeah. fun. I think Kyrie retains. I do too. I think that this is, and someone in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong. The first women's singles match at New at Wrestle Kingdom. It could be. I think I saw that somewhere. Someone in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong. Fact check me. I know Kyle's in the chat, so he can do that. That's his job. <laughs> um, a wrestling but, historian. Um, Kyrie's been like super cool and super. Um, different i would say since leaving wwe i think uh her time in wwe was fun and i think she did a lot but i think she's really in the joshi environment i don't know there's something about it that really i don't know it's just brought out the best in her and like i don't want to see her lose her title here because i one because i think Kyrie mercedes is like a big ticket for stardom i think that's like a draw um but also because i I don't know i want to see her get this win on like a big stage I agree, and um, she just won the title what, in November. Um, uh, yeah, November twenty at twentieth at uh, the hi- historic X over. Yeah, whatever with that pay per view name. <laughs> the long name, long name. Um, but I agree. I would like to see her get this win on a big stage too. I think she retains. And I think um, Nakano is like a really good performer. Really interesting. Like if you aren't familiar with her. Um, she has like this, like she comes across as like this sweet girl, like super nice, like like um just into into like flowers and like fluffy stuff. But like in a certain point in her matches, she's like becomes evil. Like she's just like brutal and deadly and strong and stiff and like all these sort of things. So it's really fun to watch her matches. And I think that balances Kyrie, who like very much it's you know, she does strikes and stuff, but she's very much like a a light on her feet, more, um, more of not like a high flyer, but you know what I mean. Very much a clash of styles there, and I think it's a good introduction to, um, for like the New Japan audience to these two, but also to Joshi. If like maybe you're not familiar with Joshi, because I think these are two women who are like emblematic of Joshi wrestling. So I'm super excited about it. Um. Yeah, I know. Stardom did some matches on the pre-show, but the first match on the main card. But the Stardom matches on the pre-show were they singles matches? I don't remember. But regardless, it doesn't matter because it's IWGP Women's Championship, and this is like the first big moment. The big moment. So I'm super excited for it, regardless of whether Mercedes shows up or not. Yeah. But I'm still excited for this. I think it's going to be really fun. I do too, and it's a big deal for the women, and we love women's wrestling, so. Always, always support. We were saying before we went live, not, I'm just going to move on like from this really quick, but 
if AEW does a women's blood and guts, I'm going. I don't care where it is. But going back to New Japan, we finally get to the elephant in the room, FTR. What is going on? Listen, okay, FTR, <laughs> they lose their belts to the Briscoes. Good. They lose their AAA belts, which probably not as good considering what has happened between AEW and AAA since. But moving on. So now all they have are the IWGP tag team cha- heavyweight tag team championships. And they're not defending them against Aussie Open. They're defending them against Goto and Yoshihashi, which is fine. It's like a good match. Like, I'm not against it. But if FTR loses here, then are we never going to get Aussie Open and FTR? That's a good point. I was thinking because, like, I don't know. I feel like this safe bet is... I think FTR is obviously dropping here. But I think the safe bet uh, team has always been, like, Yoshihashi and Gato. Um, So, you know, I don't know. But that is a big elephant in the room, FTR and Aussie Open. It really, okay, and, like, I don't want to be that person because I don't want people to think that I'm saying that Goto and Yoshihashi don't deserve this because I think they 100% deserve to win Tag League and, like, they deserve all the accolades. And I think New Japan is really high on them and wants to position them as, like, the future of the tag division or the heavyweight tag division, I should say. I 100% get it. They're, you know, great performers. They're really over with the Japanese audience. So I 100% get it. And I think New Japan does... All, all this talk about Western stars, Gaijin, whatever, I think New Japan does have to um, really focus on building blocks now because they're recovering from the horrific last few years. But I don't know. Off the open FTR to me, um, if it doesn't happen in New Japan, uh, I mean, it could be non-title. Like, you could do that non-title. I think FTR is definitely dropping here. I think it's weird if they don't, to be honest. Uh because they lost the Ring of Honor, they lost the AAA, they lost their challenge for the AEW titles. Yes. So if they don't drop the belts here, it's weird. But I could see why New Japan would keep it on them, but I think they're losing. Uh, but then, I mean, you could build a non-title, like maybe Aussie Open is like, you know, typical, like they're just going to rub it in their face that they lost their titles. I don't know, but... It, it's just it's just a weird situation to me, especially because FTR is FTR, the Dax Harwood podcast, uh-huh. and um, we don't we're not going to talk about that. Um, and there's rumors going around that maybe they're headed back to WWE. They're taking a year off. They're doing indies, whatever they're doing. Are they not doing New Japan then? Like, guess not. Like I don't understand where this story's going because. They're, they have all the belts. They're seven-star FTR. And then they're losing their belts. But it's like it's not paying off on AWTV, really. Or in Ring of Honor. Or in New Japan. Or in Mexico. So, like, they're just losing their belts. And, like, what? They're going to come back to the U.S. with no belts. And work their way back to get the acclaimed? I feel like the whole situation with FTR has just been really murky and very, like, eyebrow-raising. 
I do think that we are going to see them challenge for the AEW titles soon. Yeah. But, I mean, you do raise a good point. I feel like the time for them, in my opinion, was to, like, shoot while the iron was hot, you know? But I feel like that didn't happen. Um, and so now here we are. Uh, I think that, you know, the AEW audience does love FTR, though, so I don't think it's going to be a problem. But it's just, like... I don't know. Some there's like it just puts a bad taste in my mouth a little bit, you know. They haven't done a whole lot with New Japan uh, yeah. FTR, which is to be expected because you know they don't live in Japan and it's like it's that's just always how it's been with you know Western talent in Japan. They're in and out, but um, it did seem like they were setting up Aussie Open, and then it didn't happen and. I don't know the reason for it. I don't really care. Like, at the end of the day, I think Goto and Yoshihashi are going to give FTR a great match. And I think they're going to be great champs because I I do really think that FTR is losing here. Um, it's just, like, a weird situation for them. And with the DAX podcast and, like, all the sort of stuff going on and Pro Wrestling Podcast says trios with Punk, I... Trios with Wardlow? Like, I would... I would Let's avoid let's avoid punk for a little bit of FTR. Um, I don't know. It's going to be great. I don't. I don't know what that FTR's future is, and maybe that's why I'm so like eh on the match. Um, and I'm still upset at uh, we never at Forbidden Door we never really got like a a big FTR match, and like we probably won't because. Rumors have it they're they're going to WWE. They're taking a year off. Whatever it is they're doing, they're probably not going to be at the next Forbidden Door. Yeah. Uh, if if that's true, I don't know if it's true or not because I'm not them. But I don't know. It's like a weird thing for Wrestle Kingdom, and I think New Japan's aware that it's weird that it's not Aussie Open. But you know what? I'm gonna forget about it. I'm gonna say you know what? it's Goto, it's Yoshihashi. They deserve it. This is their moment, and that's where we're, that's that's where I'm at. I am gaslighting myself. It's a gas. This is good. It is good. Albeit a little disappointing in a way. Um, but hopefully things kind of straighten out and even themselves out and you know, we'll get back on track. And yeah. So I'm I'm just going through the card to make sure we covered all the high points. I'm pretty sure we covered like every single match. I think we did. Like, uh, it's a great card. Like, I'm gonna be honest, it's a really great card. And I think for a lot of people, this is the most excited they've been for New Japan in a long time. Uh, and I think having Kenny Omega there has been a definite boon for them, yeah. undeniably, uh, for a Western audience at least. Uh, I think the Mercedes rumors have been great, uh, and I'm really excited to see what New Japan does in 2023. I would like to see. Uh, if there's another Forbidden Door, which there's des- apparently desire, but like there's no confirmation that's going to happen, whatever. Um, I would like to see AEW <laughs> do a little bit more to get uh, the dream matches we want. I don't know. I'm really excited for Wrestle Kingdom, though. I am too. Um, and like you said, I mean, and I said it earlier in the show, this is like the first time that I've been super excited for to stay up and watch a Wrestle Kingdom um, in a while, so... 
gonna be good. Yeah, and regardless of whether Mercedes is there or not, I'm I'm stoked about the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, and I we haven't really talked about it a whole lot on Tag Talk because it's tag team wrestling, but I think that's such a big step for New Japan uh, because New Japan doesn't have a women's division. And culturally, men and women's wrestling in Japan is separate, and I totally get that. Um, but I think for a future relationship between New Japan and AEW, I think that's really awesome. So, Haley, uh, your closing thoughts and your plugs. Closing thoughts. Um, I'm excited to see how Wrestle Kingdom goes and you know the results that come out of it. Um, I think that this year is going to be a really good year for wrestling, or at least that's my hope. I'm going to put it out <laughs> vibes, positive vibes, because last year was so bad. Well, at least the second half of last year was anyway. So <laughs> those are my closing thoughts. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Haleyann underscore um, to see everything that I'm doing. You know, the same. It's always the same. It's always the same plugs. Um- yeah! Not, uh, my closing thoughts is I think the AW-New Japan relationship is stronger than it's been in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a lot of fun. I think um, Okada is going to show out. That's why I got my Okada shirt on. I love Okada. Um, and Adam Cole get well soon and come back soon because mm-hmm. Adam Cole versus Jay White is going to be incredible. I need it to happen in 2023. But Happy New Year's, guys. Uh, I just realized we did this whole show and didn't wish any of you a happy new year. I happy said new- happy new year at the beginning. Oh. Well, I didn't. So sorry about that, guys. Happy new year. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post all the things I'm doing there. Uh, all the, if I'm, you know, going to guest on a show, whatever, it's going to be on there. You Tag Talk is live every Monday at 3 on Fightful Overbooked. This is our slot. We'll be here every week. Uh, talking Tag Team Wrestling. Uh we don't normally go through a bunch of singles matches for a pay-per-view, but we did this week because it's Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, super chat from Pro Wrestling Podcast. Positive vibes cost $2, so here you go. Thank you so much for your positive vibes. Positive vibes for 2023, for wrestling, for all of you, for everybody. We need it. Um, back to my plug, though. Uh, follow at Romantic Russell on Twitter. That is Romanticized Wrestling. That is me. That is Haley. That is Kyle Sparks, who was in our chat. Um, 2023 we're gonna do something with that uh it's just last year was wild we were we were it was a long year for me and Haley but we figured it out we got it settled so there you go um subscribe to Fightful Overbooked go watch all the other shows there's lots of there's a there's shows about anything on Fightful Overbooked there's there's lots of content coming that you guys haven't even heard about yet so and there's content that's not even about wrestling if you're into like basketball and stuff it's there so go watch that. Go check out Fightful Overbooked. If you're watching this after we go live, um, like this video, comment below. I still want to hear your thoughts. I still want to know what you think about Wrestle Kingdom, um, about Mercedes, about Trinity, about FTR, about anything. So comment below. Do that. I think I hit all the plugs. I think I did. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this long <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom preview. Um, I had a great time with all of you. It was Good to see so many familiar faces and names in the chat. Uh, all that being said, Wrestle Kingdom, Wednesday at 3 a.m. I will be there live tweeting. Join me there. Haley will probably also be awake to do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
all that being said, we'll see you guys next week. Happy New Year.